Welcome back. I should say welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess is at an airport flying back home from North Carolina. And my good friend, Father Charles Murr, has stepped in to fill in for Jess. Father Murr, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Always, always a joy. Thank you for inviting me. I get excited just chatting with you because we always talk about one thing, and that is the centrality of Christ in our life. I mean, that's it. And so today, our topic, go ahead, that's it. Yeah, yeah that is it. That is it. <laughs> yeah. So here's what topic is. Is the deposit of faith necessary for us today? And the reason I bring that up, because we hear so much about uh, the deposit of faith. What is it? And that's what we're going to be chatting about and how it ties into Bishop Joseph Strickland's comments that we will share later on the show. Also, I wanted to bring up something uh, that I thought was important. It's kind of, we call it the good to know file. North Carolina legislature overrides the governor's veto and passes a bill to protect babies from abortion, abortions. I just think that we're making more progress. I think we have 15 states now that have said, no, 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 with Roe versus Wade out of the way, we're leaving it back to the states, and we're not going to have abortion in our state. So, you know, thousands and thousands of babies are being born because of that decision. And again, I might be critical. Yesterday I was critical of President Trump, former President Trump, regarding uh, DeSantis saying that he thinks six weeks is too young to ban uh, abortion. I disagree with the pre- uh, former president. But I happen to thank him for the three people he put on the Supreme Court that made it happen that we got rid of Roe versus Wade. So I call him as I see him, good or bad. And if I thought that Father Murr or whoever, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's the truth that matters, not, you know, if I'm making somebody happy or I can't offend somebody. Uh, that's not where we're at. What we're at is we want to know what the truth is So because we know the Bible says it's the truth is what sets us free. But before we get into all of these other issues, Father Murr, this is what we call the Ascension Thursday. And I know in many places of the world, uh, they transfer it, like here in America, to the following Sunday. But because we're Anglican Ordinariate Parish here, we're having, this is our Ascension Thursday. We're actually having it on the day of Ascension Thursday. So I wanted to have the reading from that day, and I picked the reading that really kind of just says it all regarding uh, what our role is as disciples and followers of Christ. It's, it's a Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. Father Murr, if you could take your time, you got plenty of time reading, and give us a little commentary on this great feast, please. Sure will, sure will. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. And Jesus said to them, go out to the whole world. Proclaim the gospel to all creation. <laughs> Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These are the signs that will associate, be associated with believers. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will have the gift of tongues. Mm. They will pick up snakes in their hands and be unharmed should they drink deadly poison. They will lay their hands upon the sick who will recover. And so the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. There at the right hand of God, he took his place. 
while they, going out, preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word by the signs that accompanied it. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Praise Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I love that reading, Father. Where that just fires you up because that's the mission of the church, man. So do I love it, but I've got to tell you. Uh, well, I offered I offered mass earlier today, Good. and today is Holy Thursday. Yes, yeah. in in the in the Tridentine uh, Mass, it's Holy Thursday. Sure. Uh, and we had this gospel when. You said we would read the gospel for Holy Thursday. Mm -hmm. I looked up the gospel and you gave me the you gave me the, the quote for it. Yeah. I looked up the gospel on the on the uh USSB. Yes. Uh I think the gospel for the day. I may be incorrect. I might be wrong. <laughs> but I, I thought there were some passages left out. Really? Yes, really. Okay. Uh, the, 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 who, Whoever, whoever believe, whoever believes and will be baptized, uh, will be saved, and he who does not believe will be lost. Will be condemned. Yeah. That's not. That's I, I. I didn't see it there. Well, it says here, whoever you, believes in the and this is the this is my um, uh, daily Roman Missal, uh, which is the RSV, and it says whoever will who believes is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe will be condemned. That, but you have the, that's the reading for today. That's the reading for today. Okay, then I'm then I'm wrong. I stand corrected. No, I don't I stand know. corrected because I just got the I just got the, the that might be the American. I just downloaded from the well. That's the, the new uh, American Bible. I'm not reading from the New American Bible. I'm reading from the RSV Revised Standard Version. Okay, so the bottom have line. You, is, have you noticed it? Have you noticed that there's a little bit of a mess? Yeah, there's a mess because what I noticed, and I'll be, I'll be direct before you give me this commentary. Sorry to get sidetracked, but I'm going to say it. I noticed that the, the, the New American Bible, whenever it gets to be using words that are like supernatural, like soul, uh, you know, like my soul shall be saved, uh, things like that, they always translate, I will be saved. In other words, it's yes. all dumbed down to a more natural level. That's right. But the older right. versions are more supernatural. Now, that's a layman who doesn't know... He's not, he doesn't have any degrees after his name, but you know what I have, Father Murr? Common sense. Of course. Of course. And you also, you were also educated correctly, and you know what is. Yep. And you know what is. Yep. See, this is the trouble. This is the trouble they're having with a number of us. Yes. <laughs> we were we were too too well educated. Yeah, that's true. You can't I, I anyway, we're always cautious. But go ahead and let's I'm talk. glad I'm I'm glad I'm wrong, Terry. But good. That, that's good. I'm glad I'm wrong. Go ahead. No, so let's talk about Ascension Thursday. Why don't you share with us why is that important in the life of the church? Certainly, because it's the it's the end of the Christ. the earthly mission of Christ, yep. of the, the 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 his physical being on right. earth, right? And also the preparation for sending the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is an and Jeez. and the preparation of the apostles yes. to receive from the Holy Ghost, right? All that they need to know to be teaching. Christ mm. is giving them a mandate to go out and teach to all nations. That's it. Well, teach what? Teach what? It says all that he taught them. Yeah. And can I just throw something in that's not politically sure. correct? Because we're just friends and we're just talking at the Denny store here at the restaurant. Everything that he taught, 
it seems to me that we've been distracted. Now, Cardinal Seurat said it this way. Let's talk about salvation rather than talking about uh, saving the planet or recycling. That is not part of what Christ taught and saying as the saying to us, that's what we need to proclaim. But what it all ties into salvation. I think sometimes in the last 40 or 50 years, we forgot to preach that gospel of salvation and repent and believe in the gospel rather than we're hearing too much of, you know, recycle, save the planet. I, I mean, that's not the message of Christ. You know, it's funny that you mentioned it just came to me. Our Lord spoke many times about hell. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of the times he used a, a, a metaphor. He talked about Gehenna. Yes. And Gehenna, what is that? It's a valley right outside of, of Jerusalem. Right. A huge fire. garbage pit. Yeah, a huge garbage pit. Yep. It was constantly on fire, burning garbage. Yep. Now, you would think that if he were worried about the environment, in the very least, he would have brought up some sort of, he would have formed some sort of committee to address Gehenna. And, and right? Yep. This, is, this is not what Christ is about. No. And all of these things are distractions. All of them are distractions to get us away from what is important. What is important? Jesus Christ and his gospel is what is important. Amen. The rest is all of it, all of it, as, as wonderful and as important as it may be, it's secondarily That's right. important. It is not primarily important. That's okay? right. Father, I, I want to jump in before I get Bishop Sheen to come in. I want to, uh, because it ties right into what you're saying, Fulton Sheen, let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Mr. <laughs> Full scene ahead. It's about humor. And Father Murph, you have one thing about you that I know for you. I don't know. I don't know. You like I'm to have fun like I do. I, I make <laughs> fun of myself, you know, just because it's fun. Now, here's what Bishop Sheen has to say. Saints have a sense of humor. I do not mean only canonized saints. Yeah, I'm sure glad of that. Uh, but rather that great army of staunch and solid Christians to whom everything and every incident speaks of a story of God's love. A saint can be defined as one who has a divine sense of humor, for a saint never takes this world too seriously as a lasting city. I'll tell you, that nailed it for me. This is right. not what right. life is short, eternity is forever. We take this world. Or as, or, or as, as, as Stan Laurel once said to Oliver Hardy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, life isn't short enough. <laughs> That's Life isn't short line. enough. That's a great one. I'd the, forgotten the, the, thing, that. the thing is this. I've got it on my website, and I really believe this. If yeah. you can't laugh at yourself, yeah. if you cannot laugh at yourself, chances are you are missing out on the joke of the century. <laughs> That's true. All right. Father Charles Murr visiting here with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about the deposit of faith. How essential is that to us as Catholics and defining it? And then we'll talk about Bishop Joseph Strickland's comments about that deposit of faith and much, much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr joining us today talking about the deposit of faith. But before I do that, I mentioned earlier that we are looking for donations for Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're 
taking on more and more projects and we need more funding. And I, uh, I got a, a email, a letter actually, in my hand, a handwritten letter from Ethel. She's 91 years old and she says, so happy to see my church speaking out and igniting a 91-year-old cradle Catholic. Yeah, that's her. And she says, I'm, <laughs> that's great. I'm standing up to the satanic, satanic politics I see in California and everywhere. She says, Jesus wins. He has his mother on his side. God bless your work. Well, God bless you and your generous donation. A $500 donation from a 91-year-old woman who says we're firing her up. Well, any good we do comes from God. We thank him for it. And I want to also encourage anyone else that wants to make a donation to go to vmpr.org. Or I tell people they can call me on my cell phone. People laugh that I think I'm the only radio host for the last 25 years that gives his cell number out on the radio. It's 661. I'll bet you are. I'll yeah, bet you I are, Terry. 661-972-7872. If you want to make a donation or if you have a question about the faith, I'm happy to chat with you. All right, Father Murr, I want to set the stage. Because Father uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland does a weekly show, and I just recorded one yesterday. He's going to respond to a tweet that he did last Friday night uh, regarding uh, that he believes that the Pope Francis uh, is the Pope because of another person saying things that uh, they didn't think the Pope was the Pope. And Bishop Strickland says, no, 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 that's just nonsense. I mean, uh, whether you like him or not, he's the Pope, okay? So, I mean, that's it. Now, he also said that uh, but it's time for me to say this about Pope Francis, that I reject his program of undermining the deposit of faith. So I thought, well, why don't we talk about the deposit of faith and uh, define it? And then let's see if what Bishop Joseph Strickland is talking about is important as, it, as I, I, I'm going to set the stage and say uh, St. Athanasius back in the fourth century condemned uh, the Arians, and there were no other bishops who were speaking out at that time because 70% of them were Arians, and the rest of them knew if they spoke up, they'd lose their head, basically, or their job as the bishop. <clears throat> so I am going to make the comment to say, in my opinion, uh, that what Bishop Strickland did was a blessing for the church because you know, the Holy Fathers asked us, uh, you know, all of us, to be quite frank and transparent about our faith and about our concerns. So I think uh, what, Pope, what uh, Pope Francis is asking for is what Bishop Strickland had the guts to say that many other bishops will not say. So that's my two cents on it, because I asked you to come on, Father Murray, to talk about the deposit of faith and why it's important for us as Catholics. So I want to get your take about what is the deposit of faith. Okay, before I be begin, yes, I, I just want to say there, there's a, there is a website mm -hmm. that I that I came across before the program. Good. Uh, www.catholicfaithandreason.org. Good. I, I don't know anything about them other than this. The Deposit of Faith article that they have is excellent. Good. It's and it's short and it's concise. I'm not going to read it all here. But if anybody wants to wants to read it to, uh, to to get a better understanding of what it is, it's a very good article. Now, the, de the Depositum Fide, or the Deposit of Faith, is the following. Christ promised to be with his church until the end of time. 
and then he leaves us. Today, this is what we're celebrating today, his ascension. That's right. He, he leaves the church, and, he's, and at the same time, he promises to be with the church. Well, how does he do that? He does that through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and we are preparing then for, for Pentecost, right? Good. The, the, now, the point is this. These 12 apostles, they, they elected somebody to take Judas's place, so they're now 12 again. And actually 13, because with St. Paul, the, the, the great apostle to the Gentiles, right? But anyway, these men have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is why we say, we have a creed, a creed, a credo that we say every, every Sunday at Mass and on solemnities such as today. The Nicene Creed, I believe in one God. Right. And, and all of the articles of faith from them. Terry, I'm going to just tell you something that's very curious. Monsignor Marini taught me this and I've never forgotten it. Right. He said the shortest act of faith, the shortest credo in existence. What is it? I don't know. In the name of the Father and of the Son and <laughs> of the Holy Ghost. That is the that is the shortest credo in existence. When you do that. Meaning, meaning, meaning to to believe in God. You believe, you believe, you mean everything else that is in the the formalized larger version of the of the credo. So, where do we get all of what we believe? Where do we get the Trinity? Where do we get the notion or the idea or the dogma that it is that there are two natures in one divine person in Christ? Where do we get the virginity of Mary? Where do we get? Where do we get the forgiveness of sins? Where do we get the sacraments? Where do we get all of these things? Great points. We say, well, we have two sources, two main sources. One is Holy Scripture, yep. the Bible, and another is the apostolic actions of the first apostles and and, and our first bishops. We say we say all the time in the creed, and I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church yep. built. On the apostles. Yep. Now, these men went out and preached the truth. They weren't they weren't teaching fibs. They weren't teaching half truths or partial truth. They were speaking the truth. Where did they get it? There was no Bible. There was no New Testament. Right. Which came first, the Bible or the church? Go ahead. The church of came course. first. We know that. Obviously. Obviously. Yep. Even Martin Luther had to admit that. Yep. He said the Bible was the Bible was put together uh, by the Catholic Church. Well, yes, obviously. So therefore, this Holy the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is is instructing and moving the church. This is what the deposit of faith is. Everything that we believe, that we have believed from Jesus Christ to today, is the deposit of faith. Right. Everything that we believe, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, uh, tell you something else that that uh, maybe a lot of people, a lot of our listeners don't know. To deny any point of the Catholic faith is to deny the entirety of the Catholic. That's faith. Right. Right. Yep. If you say, if you say, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe in in, uh, in the Catholic Church, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, but I don't believe. In the virginity of Mary, you're not Catholic. Nope. You've, 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 you've betrayed your faith. It is all or nothing. All or nothing. Now, there are many times in life, too, 
Terry, and you know this, and I know this, sure. that we can't, we don't grasp the meaning of everything. Of course. Right. Uh, I remember one time. I remember one time. This. I'll just give you. I'll give you a, a, for how many? How many minutes do we have yet before we go to we break? We have five minutes before the. Uh, four Perfect. Minutes. That's more than enough. That's more than enough. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to my 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 spiritual director and confessor, mm -hmm. and I said to him, "I have no difficulty with the Blessed Virgin Mary, because we were studying Christ, and whenever we study Christ, Mary comes into the picture." Of course. Because Mary is the greatest defender uh, of Christ's humanity. Yep. If you want to understand who Christ is humanly, you better understand who Mary is, all right? Because that's where his humanity is coming from. So I said, I said to, to Monsignor Marini, I said, I have no problem with the virginity of Mary. I can understand how she was a virgin before the birth of Christ. And I can understand how she remained a virgin she did, she had she didn't have sexual intercourse after the birth of Christ. What I don't understand, and I'm having a hard time accepting, is that she remained a virgin during the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. How does that how, how, how can that happen? Yeah. Because that's that's where if 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 not before, that's where certainly she would have lost her virginity. Sure. Before I have no problem with, and after I have no right. problem with, but during I have a problem with. And you know what he told me? Tell me? He said, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, everybody has a little bit of a difficulty with this whole issue. But St. Augustine explained it the most beautifully. He said, as Christ came into the room where his disciples were after his crucifixion and resurrection, mm -hmm. and they were all shut up in that room for fear of the Jews. They were behind locked doors yep. for fear of the Jews. And Christ came through the walls without using the door. I get it. And appeared to them. Classic. Peace be with you, he said. And I said, yes, I remember that. And he said, well, that's the same way he came into the world. Beautiful. Without, without passing through locked doors doors yep i said wow got it got beautiful it. yeah <laughs> beautiful beautiful how beautiful is that yeah and what i'm trying to my my point is this we all have difficulty understanding all of the articles of faith that that, that are ours mm -hmm. because they're fantastic i mean they're fantastic this is the greatest story ever heard the greatest story ever told right so we have difficulty understanding the 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 phenomenon of it it's 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 incredible, it's incredible to a great degree. It's incredible, but we accept it as truth. We know it's truth. Here's the problem with modern man: if modern man doesn't understand something, a truth, the truth has to come down to him. Mm -hmm. He's going to understand the truth, or it's not the truth. And what the church is teaching is no. The truth is here. The truth is above. You have to go out to it. You go out to the truth. It doesn't come down to you, right? You go out to it. Right. Just like a man who's, who's madly in love with the most beautiful woman in the world and wants to marry her. She's on a pedestal. Yeah. If she's not on a pedestal, you got the wrong candidate. Exactly. Right? He goes, he goes out to her. She's above him. This is the truth. So this is called the deposit of faith. All of the truth 
that our faith holds from the time of Christ until the end of the world. And it is sometimes explained, and it needs to be explained over, over, over the ages. So you have councils, and you have popes who formally sit down and attempt to explain this so that it helps people understand so they can get to heaven easier. Yeah. This is the whole idea. And this clarification of the faith as we go along is what's marvelous about the Catholic Church. No other, no other church has this. Exactly. No other church has this. We, we are not, it's not stagnant. It's not dead. It continues growing and developing. And part of that deposit of faith is our moral theology that other churches do not have either, especially our Protestant brothers. We have got the teachings of Christ 2,000 years. Stay with us, family. We'll talk more with Father Charles Moore about the deposit of faith. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're talking about the deposit of faith. And I'm going to tie this in to every single priest, whether you're a, a lowly priest, a monsignor, an archbishop, a cardinal, and even the pope. Every single priest ordained had two questions asked, and they had to say yes or they're not going to be ordained. And Father Murr, you were ordained 45, 50, 40-some years ago. I think it was in the mid-70s, late-70s. And you were asked... Are you resolved to be faithful and constant in the proclaiming of the gospel of Christ? And then the second question that you had to say yes to was, Are you resolved to maintain the deposit of faith, entire, incorrupt, as handed down by the apostles and professed by the church everywhere at all times? And I know you said yes to those two statements. Is it a fair, I did indeed. Is it a fair statement to say that people dressed like you, priests, bishops, cardinals, and the Pope are protectors of that deposit of faith. And if they're not doing that, then they're not doing their job. I know it sounds like a, a funny thing to say their job, but their vocation is to pass on that deposit of faith. So is that a fair statement that you as a priest made that obligation that for the rest of your life you are there to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim the teachings of Christ? That is absolutely true, and I'll tell. I'll go one step further. Okay, Terry. tell me. If I stop believing that, yeah, I have an obligation to ask for a dispensation from my vows I and agree. retreat. Amen. Right? Amen. I, an obligation to do that. Yes, I cannot remain. Well, you can't and be pretend everything yeah. is fine and fool people. Right. If I, if I'm not if I'm not willing to do that, it's time to get out. I agree. And if I remain, if I remain. Hypocrisy is not the word for it. That's a pretty strong hypocrisy word. Hypocrisy is too light a word for Woo! it. Worse than that. It's much worse than yeah. that. Well, here's my question, Father. Bishop Joseph Strickland, who you know and I know, we do shows with him, or we have had you on with him, and I know that <clears throat> some people look at him as kind of a lone ranger because he speaks so frankly about the faith and he constantly talks about what is the truth, what is the deposit of faith, and He's, he's been known to say strong things in regards to his brother bishops at the bishops' conference. I know lots of them don't like him because he's not what I call politically correct. He made this strong statement last Friday saying that the Holy Father, he said, I'm going to say at this time for me, 
that I reject the program of undermining the deposit of faith, what Francis is doing. Now, uh, there's a question in my mind, is that the most prudent thing to do? And I, I, I question it because Bishop, Eth- Bishop um, Athanasius in the 4th century could have been living today. I wonder what he would have done. Stayed quiet? I don't think so. But my qu- point is this. Is Bishop Strickland doing the Church and the Holy Father a favor by calling out this question about the deposit of faith today? Let me answer that as clearly as I possibly can. Yeah. Absolutely. Why? Because it is necessary. The reason that Christ left and sent the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. the very reason for this, is that there be clarification, Mm. growth, and understanding constantly given to the church. It doesn't just stop and then we're living in a period of confusion. We have confusion given by the world. Yes, we do. We're not to have confusion given by the faith. No. This is outrageous. And unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, there, there's a word that just popped into my mind. I haven't used it in years. Skellywags. Oh, Skellywags. We have a lot of we have a lot of priests and bishops and cardinals yeah. who are scallywags, who are who are I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And, they, and they certainly don't know what they're saying. Now, are they in the majority? No, they're not in the majority. But they certainly sometimes seem the loudest. Yeah, they do. They're the ones who speak up. And the good, the good, what happens to the good often? Quiet, quiet, silence, don't say anything. Look, you're talking about you're talking about St. Athanasius. Yeah, I am. All right. Well, how about St. Thomas More? Same thing. But how about St. John Fisher? Of course, same thing. Where, where, were the other, where were the other bishops in, in Ireland? He was the only one who spoke. I, and, and, but he is called St. John. Yeah. I don't even know the names of the other ones. They're all dead and buried. God knows where they are. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know one of their names. You wouldn't. Why? Because they were silent. No, I wouldn't. But, but I know the saint's name. But that's my, that's my. I know the man who spoke out, yeah. who spoke the truth. The problem is we're living in an age that is absolutely, it's unreal. And when I use the word unreal, yeah. I mean it literally. We are having difficulty with reality. Yes, we can't tell. We look the difference at we, we have men who think they're women, women yes. who think they're men. Exactly. Up, up is down, and down is up. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 absolutely nuts. And 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 we have something else that's happened too. Tell and us. you've noticed it, Terry. Let me tell you, Terry, Terry Barber, let me tell you what my truth is. Yeah, exactly. Give me a break. <laughs> I, mean, I hear that so If often. I hear it one more time, no. I'm ready to explode. What do you mean your truth? What? Tell me your opinion if you yeah. want. Yeah, that's okay. Opinion. Give me, give me not, your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Or tell me what you've been thinking. Yeah. But your truth, your truth, there is only one truth. There are not 500,000 truths. There's only one. We call this truth God. Amen. And the further we get away from God, the more the crazier we get, the more unreal we get. Father Pontius Pilate said to our Lord, "What is?" Truth? I'm getting a little. I, I'm getting a little no. bit. No, you're I fired up about truth, but you know what, Father? What you said about priests, I say the same thing. Step down. Do us a favor. If you don't believe in the perennial teachings and the positive faith then do us a favor because that scandal is driving people away. Father, 
I know people right now who are Catholic and non-Catholic who come to me on a daily basis, okay? Say, what in the blank, what in the world is the Catholic Church teaching now? I, I don't know what you're teaching because we've seen so much confusion here. So I, I think that you also have had that same sentiments from people who are Catholic and non-Catholic. There's a lot of confusion, and I think you mentioned it earlier that this is a time where we need to really study our faith and know our faith because when you know we your have faith, to. We have to. it we doesn't have bother to. us because we're, we're no. grounded. When you know, when you know something, yeah. you don't have a problem with it. The right. problem is when you don't know it. Yes. Anyone can knock you down, when, with, if we, even with mathematics, with history, with anything. And if you don't know the subject matter, forget it. And that's the majority. You're going to be out and out in round one. And, and Father, let's right. be honest. That's the majority of Catholics today, from my age down. Yes. They yes. do not know the faith. And, you know, Father, just a quick note. We've been teaching the Baltimore Catechism uh, number four. Gary, Gary let, me, let, me, let, me just, let me just add something that's add very it, important to this. Very important. Go ahead. You're talking about laity. Yes. I'm t I can also talk about priests. Yes. I don't know what in the world they studied in seminary. I'm, I'm serious. I'm with you. I believe I'm it. serious. They do not know their faith. They don't. Father, I just, concur on that. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a real mess. The bottom line is now that we're, we're teaching the fundamentals of the faith to people who are coming, I'm, I'm hearing it all the time. Ask Mr. Engineer Richards with us on these classes. People say, well, I learned more tonight than I've learned in all of my life about my Catholic faith. And see, this is why the scandal is very serious right now is because, I mean, just last Saturday at a funeral, I tried to convince a woman to come back to the faith. and Why she didn't go back? She says she left the church because she said, I didn't get any, anything out of it, and I didn't know anything that was going on. But I went to a Bible church, and they started talking to me about salvation and giving my life to Christ. And I'm happy now at the First Presbyterian Church. And I said to myself— Why? Stop, stop, and, stop and listen to her. Yeah. He didn't get anything out of her Catholic faith. Yeah. My question is, what did she put into it? Nothing. Nothing. Of course. Of Nothing. Course. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now she's gone to a Protestant denomination. Yes. And she's taken the time to go to Bible class. That's right. She's putting something into it. And now she's surprised that she's getting something. I said the it. same oh, thing to her. Give me a break. I said, and then I said, well, <laughs> why don't break. you read John 6? And I, I, I said the same thing. This is the, the challenge we have. And, and this is why it's so important that we have clarity with charity. Now, I think this is my comment. And that is the most merciless thing we can do is let someone wallow in their sin. For example, we have this issue on same-sex attraction. There are some people in the church who just want to say, well, look, as long as love, he loves her, he loves him and he loves him, the two are love. What's the difference? These are cardinals, I might add, Father, that are saying this. I know. And I know. they go totally against what the teachings of the church, the Bible have taught. And our question comes up, this is... The people who are in high positions in the church, I mean, I know that I have run an apostolate with over 800 people with Lighthouse Catholic Media. I understand management. When someone's not towing the line in a company, even as a Catholic apostolate, I say, look, dude, step down. If you don't buy into this, we don't want you. Right. But right. it seems to me that we have too many guys dressed like you who, number one, don't know the faith. And number two, are undermining the deposit of faith by teaching things that are contrary, and nothing is done to them to be pulled away. That's a concern I have. And Fulton and Fulton J. Sheen yeah. 
has the best response oh, I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. He said, you wonder why they remain. Yeah. He was talking about Judas. He said, the, the only point of honorability of Judas was that he left. Yeah. He said, we have Judases who don't leave. Yeah, that's a great line. He said, and he said, and do you wonder why they don't leave? And here's, was his, here's what, uh, what he answered. I love it. He said, because some oftentimes the priesthood can be a comfortable little haven. Oh, boy. Did he nail it. Father, that's what I want to exactly. talk. Yeah. When we come back from the break, let's talk about the solution, about studying our faith, knowing our faith Absolutely. well. And how, how we can handle anything. I mean, and this is the other question I want to bring up that if we have to make a judgment call, whether it's a prelate, a cardinal, even the pope, if he taught something that's contrary to the what we call the deposit of faith, we have to reject that and go with the deposit of faith. This is our faith. And, and you know, yes. this is why I say it's important for us to understand our faith better. When we come back with Father Charles Murr, we'll talk more about how important it is to know your faith, love your faith, and to live your faith. I always say this, Father Murr, Father Murr and Terry Barber, we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Father Murr and Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires. They would, oh, would we ever be? <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now... Here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse will be back tomorrow. Father Charles Murr sitting in for us. Father Murr, I wanted just to read one of the quotes, and then we're going to get into how the value of studying your faith. I say it's a lifetime occupation, but I want to give a, what a what a pope said back before I was alive. Pope Pius, Saint Pope Pius X, and see if this just resonates for us today. He says, "How I tremble to think." that souls can be punished for all eternity on the account of negligence of their pastor, their mm -hmm. innocent people who, who can be led from the path of truth because the words of the inspired text were never preached to them, the Bible, and that the spirit of the world and of our own, our own time especially should pour into ill-instructed minds for want of a firm hand to check its tide. And this is something that touched me. I think a pastor, a priest, even me as a layman, says, I have a sacred duty to defend the truth openly, for God will ask me to render an account for all those souls who have strayed into the ways of perdition. St. Pope Pius X. I can, do I need to say more? I mean, Father. Hey, Terry, it sounds like a man who took who took his job very, very seriously. Absolutely. So that's why I want to talk to you about is we all need to take our faith seriously, but we also need to be studying our faith and living that. And give us your take on how there's so many resources, even just on the internet, where people can study and live their faith and not be really concerned so much. This is my take about all the problems inside the church, because I'll tell you what, this is who I worship, Father. Jesus Christ, I'm holding a crucifix for mm -hmm. those who are on the radio. That's who I worship. I don't worship the Pope, Bishop, Priest, Pastor. No. And so all these things that are going on in the church that are confusing, confu confusing can be resolved, in my opinion, for me personally, 
is when I know my faith well, I can pray for the pastors, which I do. But I want to ask you, what is your take regarding uh, studying the faith and how we should live that by studying the faith and living that? We have to. It's it's not a, it's not a question. Okay. It's not a question. Uh, should we do it? We have to. Yeah. And if you, and if you don't, you grow stagnant. There you go. This is one of the things. One of the things that I I admire. Fulton J. Sheen also said when he when he talked about the, the uh, Catholics and Protestants. Yes. Or non-Catholics, mm -hmm. he said, "We have the light. They have the zeal. They have the heat. Yeah. Right. From the from the flame. Yes. The flame comes comes light and heat. Yeah. We have the light." They have the heat. A good analogy. They have the passion. Yes. And this is when 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 you're talking about uh, 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 people going to to Bible yeah. uh, study groups and everything. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that, that's exactly what they should be doing mm -hmm. in a Catholic sense, not in a not in a Protestant sense, right. because you've got you've got thirty thousand different Protestant beliefs right. systems, right? Right. but there's only one Catholic, and only one that's that is the truth, and that's the Catholic the, the Catholic take on it. Yeah. However, knowing your faith. I, I can I can sit down. I've, I've I have sat down with with cardinals, mm -hmm. and and disagreed with them. Disagreed with them, and I was right mm -hmm. because what I'm what I'm telling them is simply the Catholic faith. Yeah. They're saying, "Well, yes, but we've got to be a little bit more flexible and this and that." <laughs> Just a minute. You can be as flexible as you want. I'm flexible. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody more flexible than than, than me. I'm serious. I'm serious. I agree I'm serious. with you, Father. I, I you can sit you. down and talk. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe me, Terry. I've heard everything that you can possibly hear. <laughs> I believe Nothing that. scandalizes me, and I'm, I'm not shocked by anything. I don't say, I've never said to somebody, oh, depart from me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, I'm very flexible, and I understand situations weaknesses. and I understand, you understand all that yeah I understand people people's weaknesses because I understand me sure all right good however I don't change the truth to accommodate everything you don't do that nope. the truth is the truth all right therefore yes do you have to study of course you have to study on the commercial break you had you had a, a man talking about his own conversion yep. or, or reversion, I should say, to, yes, the, to the faith, That's right. and that he started listening to uh, cassettes yep. and uh, and downloading sure. programs on his way to and from work. That's right. And I liked what he said. He said, "My way to and from work suddenly became a mini retreat." Yeah. I've heard every that day. Well, that's again. that's it. Yeah. You know, stop and think of how much time we waste. Just we just waste. It's amazing when you could be listening and learning. Yeah. And 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 with the with the modern means, oh. Virgin Most Powerful Radio has got a has got a library that doesn't quit. You've got you've got you've got study study material from 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 now on until the doomsday. Yeah, there, there's more than enough. Yeah. And and you've got you've got the uh, the way to get it out to people, and and you're always inviting people. If people don't react to that, if they don't take advantage of it. They're just lazy and they're being irresponsible. You have to know, you have to know your faith. You have to know your faith. Terry, at the end of the day, yeah. that's all that matters. Well, well Father Murray, You're going to die and yeah. leave everything. The only thing that matters is the salvation of your soul. And, and, that, there's there aren't two things. And Father, that's that's what the canon law, the last canon law of our church says. 
Everything we do is for the salvation of souls. Anything else yes. is secondary. And so that's why I feel, I feel, yeah, I, I, I see it this way, that we need to get back to what's, what we call the essentials of our faith, and that is to know, love, and serve God. Okay, how do we do that? And I think many people today just haven't been taught that. We experience that. I'm just going to give a plug to our, our religion class. People can watch it on YouTube and go to Full Sheen Ahead on YouTube, and you'll get the fourth, the fourth edition of the Catechism by the Baltimore Catechism. We get Fulton Sheen's Life is Worth Living, and we take questions and answers, and we have about 25 people that are taking the class. They can become Catholic after only 12 weeks of the course with the Anglican Ordinariate Parish I'm here. But what's good about it, Father, is we got many people taking the class who are baptized Catholics and going, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm getting a refresher right. course. That's why I want to. Well, how would the, Terry, how would they know that they only went to Catholic school for 12 years? Well, that's what I get over the last 43 years <laughs> I've been involved. You can't believe how many Catholics who've said, I learned more from Bishop Fulton Sheen's life is worth living sure. than 12 Absolutely. years of Catholic school. I've heard Absolutely. that over and over again. Why? Yeah. And this is a concern. Again, I'm not in management. I'm in sales, okay? But we've done a terrible job as a church, I'm just being honest, on teaching people the faith. What we have done is we get people to come to church, and then we don't feed them the faith in the sense of teaching them about the Mass, teaching them about the sacraments, the commandments. I can tell you right now, Father Murr, I ask people who have gone to 12 years of Catholic school, they can't even name the seven sacraments of the Catholic Church. Yeah. It hasn't been taught. We no. need to change. Well, because, because uh, I, I've talked to educators okay. for years, and they assure me that people have lost the capacity to memorize. Oh, baloney. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> ask them to memorize a song on the top 50. They'll tell you. You've got it. You, and it's garbage. And they've got, they've got it committed to memory in two I think minutes. That, that is so. I, said, I mean, I'm sorry. Of you know, my emotional reaction was you're in charge of education. Wrong person. Sorry. We, when we were learning catechism, I don't mean to, you know, yeah. sound like the, like the old days yeah. on the, in the on the prairie. Yeah. But we sat. We had to study and we had to present. We had to go before my father at the yeah. dining room table. I love it. And he would take the catechism and ask us the question. And if we got, a, if we got a comma or a period wrong, wait, wait nope. Back to study. Wow, we had that's we had to, we had to know it, and he had to approve it. That's amazing. And we were looking, we were also looking for his approval. I, I, I thought it was I thought it was funny because when I look back at it right now, he also got me to, to learn all of the Latin to be a, a, an altar, altar boy. boy. Yeah, well, that was. I don't think my father could pronounce two words of Latin to save his <laughs> life, but he he sat there very stoically. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what you but, just said—the influence that you have on um, a, a, a parent has on their children. This is the time. That's my one more thing I'll give a plug. We took 12 lessons of the catechism and put it into a little cartoon for the little three- and five-year-old kids because they're watching yeah. all these cartoons. We might as well teach them about the commandments. Go on to Full Sheen Ahead there and play those little videos to your grandchildren like I have, and they all love it. I mean, it's been a blessing. 
So these are resources that let's not be focusing on the negative. Let's look at what we can do for the good and to proclaim Christ and him crucified. That, I think, is what St. Paul did earlier this week, and he was very successful. When you don't teach the full gospel, that's why there's priests down in South America who brag about not baptizing one soul in 40 years at the Panama. Rather than, rather than, rather than be thoroughly ashamed of himself, yeah. he's bragging it. Yeah, but that, Listen, yeah, you mentioned something else too, Terry. That's that's Tell very me. important. Tell me. Uh, and and if and if 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 nobody gets if if you don't get anything from the catechism, yeah. If you learn nothing else, at least know this: Why did God make you? Yeah. I come on. That's the first existential right. question. And you and gotta if you have. If you don't have, if you don't that, know you that. Know, hang it you're, up. You're done. Yeah, and and you see, God made me to yeah, know, to love, love and, serve and serve Him in this life, and to be happy with Him forever in the next. Yeah, and now, that's the, the first thing. The first thing there is to know. Yeah, He made me to know Him and to love Him. In other words, without knowing Him, I cannot love Him. Right, I really can't. I can say I do. I can say I have a feeling for Him, an emotion. I feel warm and fuzzy inside because God loves me. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. Right. I'm talking about a real knowledge of who God is and what he's expecting from me. When I know who he is, I can really love him. Well, and when I love him out of knowledge, I know who I, I know him even deeper. Exactly. So well said, Father. Well said. Father Murr, I asked Jesse this question, and you always get a big ear-to-ear -ear smile, but it's true. What state should we be living in? The state of grace. Amen. And, <laughs> and I want to just remind everybody that Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. We just had that reading yesterday about Colossians chapter 1 about redemptive suffering. This is consistent. The gospel, Fatima is a reaffirmation of the gospel. So that's what Pope Paul VI said. So that means if you're four years old or 104, you can unite your sufferings with the salvific sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. So we can do that starting today. If you haven't started, now's a good time. Every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. Let's do it. I want to thank all of you supporters here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio for supporting us. Go to vmpr.org. And also I want to ask Father if he could give us a blessing, please. Absolutely. This blessing is for all of your listeners, Terry. Yep. And especially, if I dare say so, I'm sending a special blessing to, to Bishop Strickland. And the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost descend upon you all and remain forever.